Welcome to KindredCast, where we shine a light on the people and ideas shaping our future. KindredCast is powered by LionTree, the independent investment and merchant bank for creativity, community, and capital. Join us as we give you a front row seat inside the minds of the world's best deal makers and game changers in media, tech, and beyond. In this episode, LionTree's Alex Michael is joined by two-time Super Bowl champion, five-time NFL MVP, member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and founder of Omaha Productions, Peyton Manning. For their chat, the pair discussed Peyton's transition from football star to media sensation, prioritizing purpose, and how he balances his family and work after leaving the NFL. This episode was recorded in Deer Valley, Utah, during Lion Tree's annual Slopes Conference. Slopes is our opportunity to connect with industry titans in their respective fields, from rising entrepreneurs to disruptors and legacy players alike. Hello, everyone. Welcome to KindredCast. I'm Alex Michael, Managing Director at Lion Tree, and we have an incredible guest today. We have the distinct honor of having Peyton Manning on the program. Peyton Manning is here, of course, celebrated football career, two-time Super Bowl champion, five-time MVP, 14-time pro bowler. We'll talk a little bit about football, but really today's show is about your latest endeavors and notably Omaha Productions. And so we're going to learn about that. But Peyton, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. We are so excited. We don't get Hall of Famers every day. We'll call this the Michael cast. Is that okay? I like it. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about the Manning cast, Omaha Productions, which is your production company that we talked about. You've been building this over the last couple of years, really, at the start of the pandemic around. We'd love to hear how that all started and give us a little flavor for it. And of course, the Manning cast, which has become really synonymous with what you're doing. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's happened a lot faster than than maybe we expected. We kind of started it coming out of the pandemic. I did a little bit of an analysis of what all I was doing, Alex, and just realized that everything I was doing, I had to physically be in. I wasn't really on a team, if you will. And I enjoyed the no traveling during the pandemic. And I said, how can I stay busy and stimulated? Maybe not be gone as much, but yet still be a part of something. And so we created Omaha Productions. And look, I'm still active. I'm still doing stuff. I do way too many commercials, I admit it. But I'm also, for the first time, a part of a number of projects and shows in sports, outside of sports, that I don't physically have to be in. I am not the face of it, if you will, but I'm still a part of it. Maybe not the quarterback of it, but maybe the offensive coordinator up in the press box, to use a cheesy football analogy. And we're trying to produce positive, uplifting content, celebrates hard work, celebrates community. And the coolest part about it for me, Alex, is just giving some other people their platform to tell a story, their story, someone else's. It's not me having to tell that story and We have a show called Peyton's Places, which tells about the history of the NFL, but Omaha created Abby's Places, which Abby Wambach tells the story of soccer. Sue's Places, Sue Bird telling the story of college basketball. I love those people having their platforms to tell it. So that's the coolest part about Omaha for me. Well, you're doing an incredible job. Well, first of all, Manning Cast is the simulcast for anyone who hasn't seen it during Monday Night Football. Yep. You and Eli 
have been the host sitting at home. We'll talk about that. <laughs> you've had Obama on. You've had Hall of Famers, actors. It's really a litany of a who's who. First of all, where did the idea come from? And right. then how do you think about programming this thing? Yeah, kind of the same thing. Obviously, so many things being done remotely during that time, including some broadcasts and didn't know if it would continue afterwards. But the traditional broadcasting that the late John Madden really created as we know it, it is an all-in, gone every single weekend to the home team to watch them practice, to visit with the visiting team coming in, wait for the game on Sunday or Monday night, and then you get back home, you're really not home. You better be studying what the backup left guard's 40 time was at the combine. My dad, after he stopped playing football, was very present in our lives. He was at our Little League baseball games. He had dinner with us every night. And so I wanted to follow that same mode and said, how can I be busy and stimulated, but yet still be home? And so I approached Jimmy Vitaro and Burke Magnus at ESPN, and they were the ones that really made it happen. But you know, Eli actually thought they were joking. He said, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You want to pay me to watch football with my brother from my house? Eli's like, yes, I will do that. That sounds like a pretty good idea. That's how it got started. The guests, Alex, they have to love football. That's the number one criteria. We don't want them on there trying to sell anything or promote their new vodka, if you will. We want them to talk about why they love football and how they got to that point. And Eli and I love talking football with people who love football as much as we do. Condoleezza Rice can break down a cover two defense as well as I can. Snoop Dogg has coached youth football in LA for years, has had a significant impact on a number of young men. President Obama, diehard Bears fan. Yeah. That's the coolest thing about it. We're trying to attract different viewers that might not be watching the traditional broadcast. That's what ESPN challenged us to do. We feel like we've done that in the first two years, and we're set to do it again next year. I do it from my neighbor Scott's garage. Eli does it from his back house in New Jersey, and we get to work together. from so, Scott's garage? Scott's garage working. is actually pretty it's nice. I, I'm not going to lie. It's a good setup, and plus all that camera equipment that stays all year long gets to stay in his garage. It had to be yeah. in my house. Sounds yeah. good. I bet your wife is happy with yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Right. Well, you won an Emmy for this, which is incredible, that quickly into Manningcast in Omaha. I know Manning Cast is just one part of Omaha. And in fact, Fast Company, I'm right here, named you, Omaha, one of the 10 most innovative media companies in 2023. You're building a juggernaut here. <laughs> you started with this idea of a production company, and now you really have a media company. Did you think about that? How do you feel about what's going on here? Well, like I said, we've started out small and just trying to, once again, I can't help with the football analogies, but just trying to throw completions. That was kind of the goal. The Manning cast, maybe that was a touchdown, and that happened a little earlier than we thought. But we've tried to hire good people. Just listening to Michael Rubin do a fascinating Q&A, and he talked about not being afraid to admit what you don't know and asking questions. Look, this space is new to me, and so we've surrounded ourselves with people smarter than me that do know this space and have hired some really good people. We went from three employees. We have 40 now. We've tried to pick people that have been very successful at other companies that have wanted to come to Omaha. So we're honored they're here. We have a lot of fun doing it. We've tried to partner with some really good people trying to do good work. I enjoy being a part of the pitches, enjoy talking to creative people. And it's just been fun for me to be a part of this Omaha team. Well, something's really working. You were with Jamie Horowitz, who's been here. It's 
It's a phenomenal team and it's showing in the product you're doing. Thank you. One of the new shows coming out is a show called Quarterback, which is not out yet, but it will be on Netflix. And it's about quarterbacks. You'll talk about it in a little bit, but it's similar to the Drive to Survive and the Breakpoint and the golf show that just came out full swing. That's a big deal. You're now on Netflix Sports, which has made or break some things. How are you feeling about this? Well, it's a huge deal to be partnered with Netflix and Brandon Reed and Gabe Spitzer, NFL Films. We feel like we're going to provide unprecedented access to what life is like for a quarterback, not just during training camp, which you see on the show Hard Knocks. This is all season. This is mic'd up at practice. This is mic'd up in the weight room, mic'd up for every game. What it's like to go home after a loss or after a win, when you have all your family there and you have to put on a happy face as if you're really happy, but all you're thinking about is that incompletion that you missed in the fourth quarter. It's pretty fascinating. We have three different journeys of quarterbacks that we followed this season. We followed Marcus Mariota for the Falcons, Kirk Cousins with the Vikings, and then obviously we were very lucky to have Patrick Mahomes let us follow him, Incredible. who of course takes it all the way. One of my biggest roles in it was the recruiting process. I used my Tennessee recruiting experience when you had recruits on visits to go after Patrick. He kind of told me he wanted to do it, but he said, we have to get Coach Reed on board. And I said, no problem. Just tell Coach Reed that you really want to do this for your family, for your young kids. You want them to know what their dad used to do on a daily basis. And he says, no, Peyton, you have to talk to Coach Reed. I was like, wait a minute. That's not really how I envisioned it. You're the franchise quarterback. I think if you say you want to do it, he'll he'll let you do it. I had to call Coach Reed. And he asked me a very difficult question. He said, Peyton, he said, you wouldn't have done this. You wouldn't have let a camera follow you around and be mic'd up. And it was actually a pretty fascinating question because as a young player, no way would I have done this. But thinking about Patrick's young kids, for them to know what their dad did on a Monday or Tuesday when he goes to his personal trainer and works on these incredible off-balance movements that get him ready to make these underhanded throws and sidearm throws. He's not just winging it out there on Sunday. He's actually preparing for that. So the camera is going to take the viewer behind the ropes and to see all that. So that's how we got Coach Reed to say yes, knowing that Patrick wanted to do that for his family. And so that was my selling point. I would have loved to have had that access as a young player. And we really felt like we were not invasive. Most of the players said they forgot they were even mic'd up and the cameras were even there because NFL films, no one had to do it. I think the viewer will really enjoy this journey. Well, can't wait to see it. And I think maybe now, given Pat Mahomes' success, you might have the anti-Madden curse if they come on your show. I have a lot of momentum going into hopefully next year's season when you can kind of approach quarterback. Hey, <laughs> sign up for quarterback and you win the Super Bowl. Guaranteed championship. Guaranteed. Yeah. So you've done a great job here. So I'm sure he's thankful for your work. All right, so another show. So that's Quarterback on Netflix. We'll look forward to that. You have a show called Payton's Places as well, which is now going into its fourth season where you go around the country. It's really a travel show, meeting people who made the NFL, the NFL, essentially. Want to tell a little bit that and why it's worked so well? Yeah, we're excited about starting up season four. It's hard to believe. And, you know, the NFL turned 100 a few years ago. And it's what you said exactly, Alex, telling the stories of how the NFL got to be the NFL in sort of an informative, entertaining way. It's not just a standard interview. Just tell us what it was like in 1960. It's me sitting with Joe Namath watching the film of Super Bowl three. Joe Namath is talking about a play in the second quarter as if the game was last week. 
But the significance of that game and what it did for the AFL and how the Super Bowl got to be, that's why we did it. It was a fun, entertaining way that that I would do any day of the week because I get to spend time with Joe Namath. There's so many stories in the NFL that you can tell, obviously. And so that's why we already are in season four. It's been fun to be a part of. And the coolest thing is that we've started other places, franchises in other sports that I just mentioned. Eli does college football. John McEnroe is going to do tennis. Vince Carter does Vince's places about pro basketball. I love being a part of those shows, but like I said, giving other people their platform to tell their stories. Well, it's working. It's a phenomenal series as well. Hayden's Place is another. You guys are hitting gold here a lot. It's not that normal, but so far so good. Another thing you found gold with was the NFL Pro Bowl. (laughs) This was wild because, as probably many people know who follow football, it is normally a tackle football game celebrating the best players in the sport, all pros. This year, there was a decision to make it a flag football game as well as sort of an Olympiad around it. And the NFL brought you in, Omaha Productions, to champion this, create it, and really run it. And you and Eli Manning, your brother, created and ran this thing, really, and coached it. Can you tell us a little bit about how this came about? There was a fear that it wouldn't be serious enough. I think we established that wasn't the case. Right. Well, we were honored to be asked by the NFL, asking Omaha to help reinvent the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is very important to the NFL, to Commissioner Goodell. Every other sport has their celebration where all of the best players in that sport are there in one weekend, the baseball all-star game, the NBA all-star game. And there was kind of fear because the tackle football game wasn't a very good product. Players were concerned about injuries and the NFL said, we can't just get rid of it. What can we do differently? So created the flag football game. Look, flag football is important to the NFL. We want young boys and girls playing flag football, being a part of it in some way. We want flag football to be an Olympic sport. That's important to the NFL. That's a real possibility. So the fact that we have the best players in the world playing flag football was a really cool start. And they were really into it. Obviously, it's a great week. Players bring their families, their kids, their in-laws. It's a great way for players on other teams to meet each other. There's value in that, Alex, talking about how do we keep the NFL great? What are some keys for a running back to do in the offseason, maybe from an older player to a younger player that can help that player be a great player and stay great throughout the NFL? So there's the value of it. But the actual game, they were into it. Obviously, Eli beat me. I'm hearing about it every single day. But no, we were very pleased with the effort and the performance. And we see that continuing. We'll still move it around to different places that'll be fun for the players to bring their families. I think people enjoyed watching it as well. It was well. a lot of fun. Orlando next year, perhaps? Yes, that's yeah. what we're talking about. So, so very cool. Really enjoyed watching that. And you definitely got fired up there at the end <laughs> of that game. I saw you yelling at the rap or the whole thing. Yeah, I've coached flag football for my kids. And it's kind of the universal rule when you're inside the five-yard line, it's called the no-run zone. You have to throw because it's just a smart rule. We don't want collisions down there in flag football inside the five-yard line where it's condensed. So Eli's team has the lead. They're inside the five-yard line. The clock's running down, but they have to throw. You got to throw. Maybe we can stop the clock, get the ball back. And all of a sudden they took a knee. I didn't like it. I let Kirk Cousins know about it. That referee does not, I will not be on his Christmas list this year, but anyway, it was fun to compete. Please go on YouTube or wherever and watch (laughs) this clip of Peyton basically going berserk in a flag football game, which you're not competitive at all. I know, or especially with your brother. All right. So that was the Pro Bowl, but you have another show coming. Just the hits keep coming. You have a show coming out on the History Channel So it's not just football here. You're doing content well beyond football and not even sports. 
The show is called GOAT. It's on the History Channel. Tell us a little bit about this show and how do you decide what projects to do, especially if they're not football? Well, yeah, it's been fun to get outside of sports. Look, we were honored to partner with A&E and Paul Buccieri. He's been a great partner. GOAT is the greatest of all time in other things besides sports. Inventions, toys, candy, innovators, dynamic duos. It's a show It's meant to be debated, Alex. It already is being debated. I've learned firsthand. I was actually down in New Orleans seeing my parents during Mardi Gras. And look, usually in a crowded space like Mardi Gras, you walk down the street, people will say Omaha, they'll say Go Broncos, they'll say Manning sucks, we love Brady. You get the football mix. I get a guy the other day that comes up to me and all he says is Twizzlers. I said, yeah, excuse me, Twizzlers. How could it be ranked in the ninth spot? I mean, Twizzlers is definitely in the top five. And he watched our GOAT episode of Candy, the top 10 greatest candies based on innovation, stats, and legacy. And he wasn't happy with it. And so I said, hey, look, I'm just the host. I didn't have a vote in it. But I guess that's a good thing. That's a win. That means he's watching it. Yeah. And it's a show that you meant to watch with your family or your friends and debate it. Most people hear the term GOAT involves sports and teams and positions. This is everything but that. And I like being a part of things that aren't just in football. So it's been a great partnership with A&E. And uh, hopefully it's a show that can continue to live on. Do you like Twizzlers? I do like Twizzlers. Okay, gummy right, bears yeah. would be. Gummy, bear, Twizzlers, I don't know, gummy right. bears would be. Oh, gummy bears would be, would be yeah, my we'll, go-to. We'll, we'll have a lightning round at the yeah. end, at two minute clock, where we get to know you. Also a in bit. the top ten. All so. right, no, here we go. We talked a little bit earlier that you like to celebrate other athletes and other sports, and you do so through the Payton's Places and the Manning Cast and the Mega Cast. But outside of sports, and we touched on it with Goat a little bit, are there other places you want to go with this business? Yeah, absolutely. The thing about Omaha, going back to Goat for a second, it kind of aligns with sort of our values. We're into celebrating people, leaning into accomplishments, bringing people together. There's lots of great stories in crime, but we're not going to do that. We don't want to do divisive content. So in the places franchise, the one space that we like to get into is military places. We were talking earlier about this Navy SEALs foundation fundraiser I did where I jumped out of a plane with some Navy SEALs. Thank goodness. I I had some experience. Yeah, I was quite nervous. The forehead looks very big in midair. I I will Ah. say that. But look, when you play in the NFL, you know, the NFL now has Military Appreciation Month. We constantly had troops and former military at practices. I went on a USO tour in Afghanistan. That's something that's been important to me. So we're excited about a potential partnership, having a chance to tell the military story in maybe the places way. Nothing quite to announce yet, but we think we're close to having a project and a partner that. So that would be a cool, really, expansion of the franchise. We're already going to do something in country music hoping to do something in hip-hop. The places, there's so many ways you can go. The number one common theme of all of them is our host is someone who has really walked the walk in that space. Authentic. It's got to be somebody that has been there that when you're talking to someone, when I'm talking to Joe Namath, he's looking at me knowing that I've been in that arena. He's going to say certain things to me that maybe he wouldn't say to someone. Sue Bird can get that. Eli can get that. And obviously in the military, finding a host to do that will be key. And I think we're there. That's wonderful. Well, I'm glad the plane jump worked out. We're here today. (laughs) All right. Another business of Omaha's, which is not actually shows per se, is branded content. I know this is a big piece of the business. Well, you were prolific on the field. You've been prolific off the field as it pertains to commercials and working with brands. And one of them that has become synonymous with you is Nationwide Insurance, which is not the sponsor of Kindred Cast, but of many things you do. (laughs) And 
Can you tell me a little bit about that partnership? I think you also did something with the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Give us a sense of how you work with brands. Yeah, I've been a partner with Nationwide since 2012, I want to say. And one of the great things Nationwide does is they are really the platform sponsor of the NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is really the most important award that the NFL gives. They hand it out after the MVP at the NFL Honors Show. Nationwide brought Omaha in. We wanted a way to have this award discussed beyond just that particular night. So what Omaha did was all 32 teams have a Player of the Year nominee. Omaha had a creative way where we had all those nominees sit down. They thought they were kind of reading a PSA about community service. And as they're reading the teleprompter, they read the words and the nominee for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year is Cam Hayward. And it's Cam Hayward actually reading that line. They found out they were the nominee by reading the teleprompter. And all of a sudden, out behind them walks out their families, their mom, their kids. Very emotional. And so it was a great story. Dak Prescott, who ended up winning the award, he participated in one of these videos. So Look, we're trying to create meaningful content that we're proud of and brings people together. And that's the kind of stuff we want to do for our partners. So very cool. All right, switching gears a little bit here. This June will mark the 27th annual Manning Passing Academy, which is a camp in Louisiana that you do each summer with your brother and your dad or your brothers, Cooper and Eli, and your father. It seems like an incredible event. You've been doing it, obviously, a long time. Actually, during the playoffs, I saw Eli, big Giants fans. He tweeted that all eight starting quarterbacks this weekend, this is the playoffs this year, were counselors at the Manning Passing Academy. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So how much pride do you take in this passing academy? It seems like you do quarterbacks, you do the passing company. It's the recipe for success here. Well, look, we started it, like you said, 27 years ago. We had 150 kids. The idea, my dad came up with the idea, we wanted to teach people about the passing game, throwing the ball, catching the ball. It was meant just to help young high school players learn the fundamentals to play eighth grade in high school football. It was not meant to be a recruiting camp. If a player goes on to play college, that's great, but we want them to have a good high school experience. And that is still the core philosophy 27 years later. What we've done in those 27 years, though, is we've brought 40 starting college quarterbacks that year to come and serve as counselors. The reason they're coming is because in between practices for the high school players, Eli and I are going to help these college players with their NFL dreams. So it's like a double pay it forward, if you will. And now we're up to, I think, 1,300 high school campers a year. And we have 50 starting college quarterbacks. But you name, like Eli said, an NFL starting quarterback, backup quarterback, the majority of them have come through the camp. You create a friendship with them, try to be a resource to them throughout their NFL careers. But the coolest part is I've met people that are in business now that came to the Manning Passing Academy and said they learned some things about work ethic, about teamwork that they apply to their business world. There's a famous country singer named Jordan Davis who came to the camp and talks about his experience. Obviously, we didn't coach him very well. We let him right into country music, but (laughs) that's been the coolest part about it. There's a great alumni system. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow all came through as counselors. It's cool that they come and we're set to do it again this summer. That's incredible. You keep adding things to your resume or just your activities. I don't know how you have time for this stuff, but this one's a little bit amazing and perhaps scary for the kids involved, which is (laughs) you've taken up coaching your son Marshall's football team, (laughs) I've heard. Your brother, Eli, again, joked that your offense has a pretty extensive playbook (laughs) here. 
Tell me a little bit what it's like to work with Peyton Manning, the father and coach in a youth football system. And are you actually enjoying that? Yeah, I think that would be a lot. I think we've all learned. Be careful listening to everything that Eli says, believing that I'm the assistant coach. I'm not the head coach, not qualified. Some of the kids in our youth sports, our kids have played that I've been a part of, maybe the coaching. The parents have been hesitant to let their kids play because they've seen this Saturday Night Live skit where I'm pegging kids in the head with footballs. And they think, is this the experience my kid's going to have? I'm like, relax. It was a spoof for the United Way. But if he's late for practice, look out. I might. No, look, I think youth sports is one of the great institutions. And to be a part of it, especially when it comes to youth football, it's important to me that kids have a positive experience in flag football, in tackle football, like we played this year. Look, I'm a staunch defender of football, and I want people to know that you can have a positive experience. Now it's up to the coaches to teach them how to tackle properly so they don't get injured, to let everybody play and to be a part of it. So that's what we tried to do. Our number one goal this year is that all these kids play again next year. If they don't play, that means we screwed up as coaches. We want it to be fun. As far as the amount of plays we had, I like options. I don't want to be put in a box. I need the ability to get to some different plays. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. It's great father-son time as well, but I enjoyed being with all the other kids and my son, Marshall's teammates and friends as well. Is he a quarterback? He plays quarterback. Okay, shocker. Could you see this coaching thing stick, by the way? is this No, I I actually am not. I, I don't think I'm a very good coach. I really don't. I was good at calling plays when I was the quarterback. I'm not sure I'm as good. It's a real gift to coaching. I'm not sure I have it, but I'm putting forth the effort. All right. And last question, then we'll do the two-minute warning questions. You mentioned Saturday Night Live. And in fact, this year, maybe you reached the cultural zeitgeist of Manning Cast, and they did a spoof of you. In fact, Miles Teller, who was the actor on Maverick, Top Gun, he played you. And I saw this was amazing. How did he fare? Did he get this right? The look, the feel, everything. Is this who, when you do your inevitable Omaha biopic, <laughs> is he going to be the choice? Don't wait on that show. But I thought he was outstanding. He had the quarter zip, the forehead, he had the hair part over. I was actually impressed. And what an honor to be mocked by Saturday Night Live in the monologue. We didn't even know it was coming. Oh, you didn't know. Eli texted me. He's like, you and I are being made fun of right now on Saturday Night Live with the Manny Cash show. I'm like, we've done something. Yeah, we did. finally arrived. I haven't met Miles Teller, but when I do, I'm going to give him major props. I-, I thought he was awesome. All right. People have a lot of homework to go watch the stuff there we're talking go. about here. So Absolutely. follow up. With- when we have people on KindraCast, we like to do a little bit of a lightning round to get to know him a little more extemporaneous than some of this. Like so it. We're going to get to know Peyton a bit more. Everyone thinks they know you, but maybe they'll learn okay. something through these questions. We have about eight questions, so we're on the clock. Number one, who was your favorite non-football athlete growing up? Favorite non-football one. athlete. Golly, I love the basketball rivalries back in the day. Lakers, Celtics. I'm going with Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson? Yeah. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Did you play basketball? I played basketball. Couldn't jump very well. Wasn't a great shooter, but... Uh, but aside you know, from that, yeah, you were I like playing all... I think kids should play as many sports as they can. So, all yeah, right. Magic, Magic, was, Magic was, was fun to watch. All right, number two. When you were a player for football, what was your favorite pregame meal? What was your go-to? Yeah, even for an early breakfast pregame meal, I always have grilled chicken and spaghetti. That was kind of the go-to. That was it. Because you know? it's weird. You're going to eat at 8 o'clock for a 12 o'clock game, and you won't be done until 5 o'clock, so you better load up. So you have to kind of eat lunch and Protein, breakfast carb, at, at the same there. time. Yeah. And for every game, that's what you ate? Yeah. Yeah. That was my... Uh, Any special preparation or like... No. You know, just, no. you know, it's just, just a give buffet. It to me. Just, yeah, throw it on there. Give it to me. All right. That's the secret. So the whole Tom Brady thing, no, you were just very spaghetti and chicken. Yeah. Old school. I old love school. it. All right. 
favorite football movie? Good question. It's a debated topic. Definitely a potential GOAT top 10, right? Oh, yeah. Sports movies. Basketball, it's clearly Hoosiers. Baseball, Bull Durham, Field of Dreams. Football, there's not really that no-brainer, but for me, it's the original Longest Yard. Okay. That would be my favorite football movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's classic. Okay, there you go. Ideal golf foursome. You play a lot of golf, I think, with Eli, but maybe he's not in that foursome. But ideal golf foursome, and what course would that be? Oh, with foursome, easy. That'd be Eli, Cooper, my older brother, and my dad. We don't get to do it that much anymore. Everybody's spread out. New Orleans, New York, Colorado. And one course, wow, Pebble Beach. I mean, how do you beat playing that course with the scenery with your dad and two brothers? So I think that'd be it right there. Pretty awesome. Speaking of golf, what's your handicap? I'm a 6A, which means I'm a 6 at altitude, which I think when you go to play sea level, should increase to like an eight or a nine. Okay. My friends don't seem to buy that because the six A is something that I made up, but it, <laughs> it makes sense, right? It's invented. Altitude, you had me convinced. That altitude, that's a real yeah, I did. Yeah. Altitude, you're going to play better. You're going to hit the ball further, and sure, you go to sea level. That gets changed. I'm pushing to get that reformed, but so I'm a six A is what I am. I don't know how you even play golf <laughs> given all the projects you're doing, but fine. You're a six A, whatever that means. You're in it. A show current show you're right. watching it can't be one of your own shows no, absolutely you gotta not. step out of that what are you watching absolutely right not yeah i don't watch a lot of my own shows i'll say that your honor i'm watching season two of What's that, that it's based in new orleans your honor is see is on showtime okay exists okay showtime yes. which has just been you know yeah. kind of the paramount yeah, yeah it was, paramount. it's about a maybe a crooked judge down in New Orleans. And it's funny, like his house is right next to the house where I grew up in New Orleans. I'm from there. It's my hometown. It's a great show. It has a lot of New Orleans, which I think probably draws me to it. Yeah. Uh, And it's a fun show to watch. I'm on season two right now. All right. Do you watch these with your wife or you go? I kind of binge watch on flights. and Yeah. uh, Yeah. So that's my go-to. All right. right So there's your show. How about a book? I'm a big John Grisham fan, Mississippi guy, where my parents are from. John Grisham, in several of his books, has referenced my dad. There's been a Justice Archibald Manning. There's been a picture of Archie Manning on the lawyer's mantle. So somewhat of a connection there. He always sent my parents an autographed copy of one of his books. So I'm reading The Reckoning right now, which is one of his. And so Grisham's kind of my go-to author. Grisham, I'm seeing a style of content here that you like, sort of the Southeast (laughs) Louisiana. All right, finally, Faden. A podcast you're listening to. Oh, that's easy. Bob Myers has a new podcast about leadership that he's just has different people on in different fields, sports, business, military, just talking leadership. So he's obviously a great leader of what he's done and created there with the Warriors and their success. And so it's a new one. Omaha is a part of it. You know, I'm I'm a homer. I am a homer. I am a homer. But once again, not something that I'm visibly in, but a part of it. And he's doing a great job. I love it. Well, we hope KindredCast will be one of your new favorite podcasts. Yes, there. Peyton, we're just so thrilled you joined us here for the day and for the show. And it's incredible to watch what you're building now off the field. And thank you for everything and look forward to watching your project. Thanks for having me, Alex. Appreciate it. Take care, Ray. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of Kindred Cast with Peyton Manning. For more, subscribe to Kindred Cast wherever you're listening. And if you enjoy these interviews, please rate and review to help grow our Kindred community.